What's up, guys, and welcome to the first ever podcast episode of Take Your Picks with Hawk and Head. I'm producer Noah. I'm going to be guiding these men along a journey for today. We're going to be discussing uh, DraftKings, a little bit of Oscars picks, you know, something here and there for all the people who, um, so we can please every type of audience. Um, to get this started, I'm going to give it away to Hawk and let him uh, introduce himself to y'all. Uh, hello. I am Hawk. I am one of your co-hosts on the day and on every Take Your Picks podcast. Um, this podcast we really started just to kind of give you a more unique perspective on your daily betting and your daily fantasy as well. Uh, we really pay attention to a lot of daily fantasy and uh, we're looking to give away some helpful tips on that. Uh, Caleb, you want to talk about yourself a little bit? Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Head, and like Hawk said, I'm a, we're over here just trying to guide you guys along in the process to make things a little bit easier for you. Um, not necessarily play everything for you and give you all the picks. Like We're going to give out our picks who we like and who we personally like. doesn't mean you have to follow them. It's just our opinions. All your picks should be based off how you feel about them. You shouldn't be spending blindly just because we say so. So we're going to go into our first segment, which is... We're calling it uh, Take Your Picks. On the main slate. Take Your Picks on the main slate. Uh, so I'm going to give it back to Hawk and let him go through his first one, which I believe is his favorite. Yes. Um, as Head said, my first bet is my favorite bet of the night, and uh, that bet would be the Villanova at Butler over 131. Um, the reason I am so high on this game is uh, there's a little bit of stats to go with it. Um, the over in this rivalry game has hit six of the last seven times. Bless Sorry. you. <laughs> um, the over in this rivalry game has hit six of the last seven times. Um, Villanova's coming off a tough loss against Creighton on Saturday. I think that's going to be big in how they bounce back. Butler's lost five straight, and they just came off losing to the Friars as well of Providence. They were the favorites in that game. I, I don't think they win it, even though they're at home tonight. Uh, and that's why, I, but either way, I'm thinking the over hits. Um, Head, what's your favorite pick of the night? Um, so my favorite pick of the night is going to be the Suns. We're going to take it to the NBA, and I'm taking them at minus three and a half on the road against the Detroit Pistons. Um, I know the Suns. That's ugly. <laughs> uh, Ham Noah over here is a, a Pistons fan, so I'm sure he doesn't like it very much. Detroit. <laughs> but uh, I was just going through it, and Detroit is la- uh, three and seven in their last ten. Uh, the Hawks, I mean, not the Hawks, the Suns are coming in. They're not, they're not injured right now. They got everyone back. I mean, they're, they're missing, you know, Kaminsky and Baines, but they got their, their starters in. They got Aiden, they got Booker, they got Rubio. So I think they're, uh, they're straight and they're going to be fine for tonight. Put should, uh, easily cover that in my opinion. Um, next we're going to be moving on to the second, uh, portion of the main slate bets, which is the underdog bet. Uh, my underdog pick for the night is I'm going to stick with that Villanova bandwagon, and I'm, I'm picking them to win outright against Butler uh, for a lot of the same reasons I had already said. Once again, they're, Butler's oh for their last five. They have not been playing well lately. Uh, yes, they're still ranked. They're not doing great. Villanova is a team that, I mean, they've won two championships in, the, in a four-year span, um, and they're just they're a hot team. They always find a way to bounce back. I, I really believe in them tonight. So I'm gonna take them on the money line uh, at uh, plus 120. What's Villanova's mascot? Uh, that's a great question. The Bulldogs? No, I think it's the Wildcats. 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 It's the Wildcats. Cats are gonna get that done tonight. You think? Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Bulldogs is Butler. My bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, Bulldogs is Butler. Yeah. yeah. Caleb, what's your uh, underdog bet? So. Uh, my underdog bet is, so I'm going to go with the Grizzlies tonight. I'm not taking the money line. I'm just going to take the plus five. Uh, the Grizzlies are one of the more underrated hot teams in the NBA right now. They're six out of the last ten. They're on a terrific run right now. they got a great young cast, and those guys are trying to prove a point. Uh, this entire team internal conflict with Andre Iguodala has really sparked some uh, attitude out of Morant and Brooks. So I think they're out there trying to prove every point they can, and what's not to prove a point on the road against the Dallas Mavericks tonight and Luka and Porzingis. Jaw's sick. Like, he makes plays that are just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. John Moran is phenomenal. Like, his fakes just blow me away. Quickly becoming one of my favorite players to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one, especially with the internal conflict. I mean, you watch these Grizzlies play. They play angry. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas gets after it. He has great games. 
night in and out, night out. He's really helped that team a lot. It's an example of a veteran who didn't just turn away his role. He's really embraced it, and he's got new life down there in Memphis. I mean, they're they're fighting for a playoff spot, and Iguodala still doesn't want to play with him. It really doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I, I'm hoping he finds a little bit of an out in this trade deadline that we're about to hit. But um, that leads us to our next pick, which is going to be our daily fantasy player that we like to um, uh, really go off either a value play or a you know a great player who's worth ten thousand who's going to go off. But um, my player tonight's going to be uh, it's kind of a gimme, but it's Jarrett Culver. Timberwolves have nine players on the roster tonight. That's a lot of minutes for a guy who's going for three point nine k, and uh, it's definitely a steal. I just don't see how you sit him. I mean, he's going to start either point guard or shooting guard. So, Caleb, what's your daily fantasy player for the night? Uh, so my daily fantasy player of the night, a lot of people were over here hopping on the Karis Avery train because he dropped, what, 45 DK points last last night out. Um, I know he's going to be the more valuable play because he is cheaper and he will save you a lot of space in your construction builds. But I got to go back to Spencer Dinwiddie at 8K on DraftKings. Um, he only needs... 40 points to pay off his price, and I think a lot of the ownership is going to be going to Levert. Right now, we have Dinwiddie projected at 17%, and that's crazy to me. Like, he could easily go for 60 in this spot. No, I agree. Uh, Dinwiddie's good, especially if uh, Kyrie is out, which I think he is. I do believe that. Kyrie is out. Yeah, then Dinwiddie gets that start. He's going to be he's going to be pretty good tonight. We're moving on from our uh, main slates to our proper betting portion of the show, which is we have one rule on the show, and you must pick a prop every night. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have to do it. And whether you have one or not, which tonight, uh, I really wanted to ride the Carl Anthony Towns bandwagon, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen for me. So I decided to pick uh, a little bit different. Andre Drummond, I think he's going to go for over 15 rebounds tonight. Um, That's what we like to see. There. I think he'll probably get 10 in the first quarter. He's done that often. He's a rebound machine. That man can get a double-double in the first quarter and coast the rest of the night, and it's insane to me to watch him play. But uh, he's brought down 15 boards in six of his last 10 games. Um, he goes against DeAndre Ayton, and I just I, I think he'll win the matchup on the boards. I don't know if he'll get 10 in the first quarter. but he'll... Is he leading the league in rebounds right now? Um, I'm not sure about that. I think he's averaging. I'll look it up. I want to say he's averaging about 15 rebounds, or 13 rebounds a game, about 13.8 okay. or so. You obviously know I'm, I'm oh, a, yeah. a stand Andre Drummond. Well, I did it for you. you uh, know, you know. Right to uh, my heart. So Andre Drummond is leading the league at 15, 15.8 rebounds per game. He's 15. So that's pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good bet right there. I have to say I will side with that, even if I am on a, the other side of that yeah, game. It's above on his average. I mean, that's, yeah. dude, it doesn't matter. He'll get 23 rebounds, and we'll still lose by 20 somehow. Yeah. It is terrible. You don't have a deep team. We just don't have a team. <laughs> that's all there is to it. That's pretty... It's that's tough, man. It's part of it. It's part of being in the NBA. Ugh. It's part of being a fan of the NBA. It's all right. We're trading our center in Cleveland. Yeah, we're not even trading the power forward who's getting $40 million a year. okay. And the Bulls suck, so... Uh, <laughs> we got hey, Zach Levine, I guess. Before you go in, uh, Caleb, to your uh, prop bet of the night, why don't you all tell the people, like, y'all's teams, just so they can be a little more familiar with the two of you. Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, college-wise, I like the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, I think that's we're getting there, baby. Here. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers in basketball, Atlanta Braves baseball, uh, football. Got to wrap that hometown Titans. Shout out Tighten Up Podcast. Tighten Up Podcast. Tighten Up. Now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah, big Whoop. news, big news. Uh, hockey like the Predators. Can't, get, can't go wrong. Um, watch a little soccer here and there, you know. Real Madrid's my team, but that's also kind of a bandwagon pick because they're the most exciting, especially when Ronaldo was there growing up. He was great. <laughs> we got Caleb, your boy now. You? Um, let's see here. So it's like for my favorite college teams, you know, I got to rep the balls too, just like everyone else in Tennessee. Seems like the the most heartbreaking team to, to, to be a fan of just because Vanderbilt, you know, they suck all the time. So it's whatever, yeah. but... Tennessee, it's hard to be a fan, but I, I, I'm a diehard, so I gotta stick with it. Uh, going to the NBA, I'm a I'm a Bulls fan because I grew up into it. You know, haven't had a lot of good years with it being a fan, but started watching the NBA right when Derrick Rose won that MVP, and I kind of fell in love. Derrick Rose, is the, you know, he's on 
He's on the Pistons. And he's actually happier than I feel like he's been in a long time. Yeah, in his he's out here putting up MVP numbers. Yeah, and we're letting him rest when he wants to rest. And... Didn't he make the All Star game? He's in the All Star game, right? No way, dude. I thought he made it late as one of the last guys in. What the hell are you on about? Did he not? No. Going to the hockey, you know, hometown Preds. Been a diehard Preds fan since I was like five. Been going to those games every year. Got to rep the Titans. Tighten up podcast, like Zach said, you know, shout them out. Yeah, uh, it's pretty basic. I mean, I I follow a lot of the hometown teams. I'm not a huge, hugely into baseball, but I've been keeping up with the Braves a lot more. I I watched them last season and kind of... Hopped on the bandwagon when they went to the postseason again. You got to experience the Braves postseason heartbreak. That happens all the time. Speaking of the Braves, a great futures bet. Ronald Acuna is the favorite for the MVP. That man is turning 23 this year, I He's believe. Sick, he is incredible. As long as he does not have this third-year slump or anything, I think he's easily going to win that MVP. He is, he is the most electric player in the National League. It's insane to watch. And really rooting for them to have a good yeah. season this year. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, y'all, I, I'm not going to be on this. Um, you're going to hear my voice less and less and their voices more and more as this podcast progresses. Um, but just for your little bit of information, obviously Detroit Pistons basketball fan, uh, Detroit till I die, baby. Um, Preds hockey, got to be um, from the city, baby. Um, Tennessee Titans, obviously, uh, me and my, me and. Jay Hawley and John are on the Titan Up podcast, so you know we're repping the Titans. Uh, baseball, I'm actually a New York Yankees fan. Please do not hate me. Don't shun me. Oh, my grandparents were lived in Tampa growing up, so I went to their spring training a lot. Can't help it. It's pretty fun. It's been a fun ride being a Yankees fan. Yeah. Uh, but my main sport, without question, is soccer. That's it's, it's by far my favorite. And uh, the boys in black, Juventus. That's the team. No, I'm not a Juventus fan because Ronaldo. Don't even bring that to my table. I've been cheering for this team for years now. Noah's a real soccer fan, unlike me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I didn't even like Ronaldo. That's Noah's like, bread and butter. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those of you, who, for those of you that don't know, Noah is actually our producer. He's our creator, really. He uh, he he's the one behind Questionable Media, and uh, he's here for the ride. He may not be talking all the time, but he's always going to be at every show, producing us and making us sound good. So, big shout out to Noah. Appreciate it. Means a lot. All right. So uh, before we get into the next segment, let me go ahead and finish off the proper betting segment. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I know I picked the Grizzlies as my underdog, but I can't stray away from Porzingis. And I did say one thing wrong earlier. I brought up how Luca was still on the team. Luca's still out. He's out to after the All Star break. Everyone knows that. Just a little brain fart I had. But uh, I got Porzingis going thirty over thirty three and a half points and rebounds. I really see a you know like a twenty five and ten game out of him. Especially if Jay Val ends up not playing tonight, and now they have to run a small with Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson, he really could get after some boards and put up some points pretty quickly. Uh, Jaron Jackson's known to get in foul trouble pretty easily, so if they're out, with, if they're without Valanciunas tonight, and Jackson has to guard Porzingis, Jackson might might get three fouls right off the bat and be done for a while. So I really think thirty three and a half points of rebounds for Porzingis is pretty uh, pretty doable. Jaron Jackson, without a doubt, kills me on. Daily fantasy more than any other player. All the time. Him and Donovan Mitchell kill me every single time I play them. As in they go off or they're just in? As in Jaron Jackson will get three fouls in the first quarter. And it's like they'll, they'll for some reason continue to play and they'll get three fouls in yeah, the first quarter. That's so ugly. And the whole thing is like you want to go at least five extra price. So if we pay up for 6'6 six, six, or like 6'7 for Jaron Jackson, which is where he's at recent, right around now, uh, if he doesn't hit, you know, close to 40 points, he's not worth his price. So if he comes out and gets 3,000 finishes tonight with 25 fancy points, you're kind of just throwing away that spot and hoping someone else goes off. True, sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but speaking on that, we're going to move on to a little bit different of a segment. Uh, this is kind of our main portion of the show right now, and this is our Oscars picks. You know, we want to have a little bit of entertainment in there, too. can't all just be about sports. Yeah. Um, Noah's going to hop in here because Noah has a few uh, opinions on the picks as well. Yeah, I don't know anything about gambling uh, when it comes to sports. Like, I'm just not good at it. I never have. I tried for like six months and um, I was just not good at it. But I do know entertainment just a little bit. So I'll, I'll speak up in this one. Yeah. So um, my first pick, uh, it's a guaranteed lock. I mean, you have a few of these. Joaquin Phoenix is going to win Best Actor. Yeah, period. No no problem. I mean, I'd love to see Adam Driver do it. He's not going to do it. Um, same kind of in the Best Leading Actress category. Renee Zellweger's kind of got that locked down. And yeah. it was for, honestly, a mediocre movie. 
Marriage Story was superb. Scarlett Johansson should win that one as well, but she won't. Um, and then my favorite lock of the night, the guy who I do believe deserves it, Brad Pitt. You gotta Whoop. have him. Guaranteed yeah. lock. Yeah. Hollywood loves Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is a love story to themselves. Yeah. There's nothing more, you know, in your face about it. And I mean, being him being a secondary actor in that film, he carried that movie, dude. Like, and that's not me saying that DiCaprio wasn't good, but just Brad Pitt, every time it was a scene with him, especially when he was at, um, like, was it Manson? Yes. That, yeah, when he was at yeah. the Manson Ranch or whatever. That was just so good, man. All those scenes were just so, so good. He's got to be a certified lock to win this. I mean, the next closest would be Joe Pesci from The Irishman, and there's just no way that's even close. Speaking on The Irishman, they're going to be one of, I believe, four movies, maybe five, that have had ten Oscar nominations. They're not winning a single one. That's tragic. If, if you could bet on anything, that would be my bet, is they're not going to win a single one. And it hurts, but they really just, it's a movie that was good, but it, it wasn't over the top in any little thing, you know? There was something better than it in every category. And you hate to see it for Martin Scorsese, but it's that's what's going to happen. Um I'm moving on to uh, probably the most up-in-the-air category, which is going to be the best animated movie for me. I mean, you look at it, you got Toy Story 4 as the favorite. You got Claws, which is even right now on Bovada. And then you have, which is my favorite bet in the Oscars, Missing Link at plus 950. Missing Link won the Golden Globe. That's Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. And it is quite the movie. Did you see it? Yeah, it's good. I haven't good. got a chance to yeah, watch it. I haven't got a chance to see it either. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. It's on oh, one really? of them already. Oh, yeah. sick. Um, go check it out if you haven't. It's pretty good. Um, the only reason I'm picking Claws over it right now is because Claws won the BAFTA. The Oscars is really about what have you done for me lately. And since that's kind of the most recent award winner, that one's kind of... It's kind of leaning towards that, but I don't believe Toy Story Four is going to win it. Yeah. No um, love. No, I don't know. If anything, I mean, you could you could bet like I, I'm going to bet a couple bucks on Missing Link just because the payout's so nice and it, right. it has the best chance of any underdog, I think, in the Oscars. Well, I got to be honest, Toy Story Four is about the only one I've seen out of all the animated yeah. ones. Not a not big into the Oscars and Oscars and Globes. I'm much more uh, sports minded, so movies don't really go out and see those very often. But. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm definitely going to pick Toy Story 4 just because I've seen that one. How to Train Your Dragon was honestly a sick movie. Like, see, I didn't see that. Sick. I love all the animated Dude, movies, man. Zootopia? Zootopia is <laughs> <one, laughs> <Kevin. laughs> one of the best animated movies of all time. Yeah, it's just facts. All time. Uh, did, uh, we haven't touched on Best Picture, have we? No, no we, we have, have not. not. That's, a, that's a pretty... I think that's kind of an up in the air. It has 1917 running away with it. Nineteen seventeen. No, I'm not running away. I don't think um, he's gonna. Sam Mendes is gonna win Best Director. Yeah, he'll, I mean, just the way that movie was shot. It's incredible. Oh my god! All dude. it all looks like one seamless take. Yeah. Could, I mean, there are obviously cuts, but it does not have that appearance. So I know there was a lot of controversy around it, but what about uh, the Joker at sixteen to one odds? Any chance out there no, for no an outside shot? No. no if if anything's gonna have an outside shot, it better be Parasite because or Parasite plus two fifty. That or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also yeah. eight to one. And once upon a time, the only reason I think it does have a chance is for my next thought, which is in the best original screenplay category, Parasite's the favorite. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I don't see how it loses, honestly. it. I mean, that, as I said, is a love letter to Hollywood. That movie is all for the critics. It's all for um, the Oscar voters, honestly. And Quentin Tarantino has a really has a reputation with them all. Um, I think Parasite should win this award. I think Parasite should win almost everything it's in. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard incredible things about it. But um, I think out of all the upsets that could happen, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's in the position to do it. Yeah. I mean, a plus 800, that's not that. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. That's, yeah. that's something you definitely, that's got a good value written all over yeah. it. Eight to one, you can make a good little uh, chunk of change off that. Yeah, yeah that's on the uh, best picture, on the best screenplay. It's at plus 160 as well. Oh, you're right. So. You're right. Um, anything else for the Oscars, my friends? Uh, no, I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch the Oscars, if I'm being real with you. They're, I mean, obviously, it's like a lot of Hollywood bullshit a lot of the time, and it's like, kind of slow at times but 
there's some drama to it, and I, I find that really enjoyable. Yeah, like a couple years ago when they announced La La Land instead of Moonlight. Oh, my God. All right. Or everyone's favorite. That was Green tough. Book, Winning, the White Savior movie. That was terrible. <laughs> All right. That was so bad. Before, uh, before we run away from the Oscars, I'm going to throw one little uh, funny take at you guys. So this has Brad Pitt hugging Jennifer Aniston. Do you think it'll happen? Do you think it'll happen or do you think it won't happen? You gotta have a prop in for the Oscars, guys. Oh, dude, I didn't even know that. You was gotta me. have a prop in with you. You know, my so favorite. Got, my favorite. One, it's will Brad Pitt bring a date? Yeah. Oh, my dude. favorite prop is actually the one about what they're gonna talk about first, and it's um, it includes the Australia wildfires. It includes Donald Trump. It includes Kobe Bryant. Come on, yeah, he's gotta be the first Kobe one, right? Bryant. Kobe's not even on there. But that blows my mind, dude. He's he's no. It's the Oscars though. It's the Oscars though. They're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna have some kind. It's true. Kobe has an Oscar. He's gonna be part of it. it, He it doesn't even have odds for him on probably because they're gonna open. Yeah, they'll probably open the show with Kobe as like a dedication or like tribute or something like that. So they're not even gonna give it to him. So it'd probably be the first after the tribute. Which would be what's the odds on whatever really we got up there? Like the Australia wildfires, I think have just died down a little bit too much. They got Chet Hanks on here at plus five thousand. I love that. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, haven't seen the Chet Hanks video right now, Google Chet Hanks Golden Globes and just watch him do his little little like what kind of accent is it even? I don't even I don't know. Even know. I, I I think he's Barbadian, <laughs> but it is the funniest. And this is Tom Hanks' son that we're talking about doing a Barbadian. I believe if that's wrong, please don't please don't come for me. But he's doing an accent talking on talking on the red carpet. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I really think all Donald Trump's going to be the first thing mentioned. I don't know. I, I mean, if it has to be by name, I don't know if they're going to say that. So is it a joke or is it going to be a? They're just going to talk about. it? I don't know. I think oh, the State true. of the Union is just so fresh because it just That's happened true. last That's night. Very I true. think that it's the first thing that comes up. I don't know. We'll see though. We'll see. Um, all right. Well. So do you think Brad Pitt's going to bring a date or not? Yeah. I I think Brad Pitt brings a date. No is the is the, is the favorite. favorite. No is the favorite at minus two fifty. Plus one one seventy is uh yes he will bring you know it. And I, I think I, I think I would take him bringing a date. He's just a to, lone wolf, man. See, he and I think he won't because he knows he's gonna win. Yeah. You think so? Because he knows he's gonna win supporting yeah. actor. That's just like a lock. So I think he'll just he just won't bring. He's going with Tarantino and DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna have a good time. Well, is he gonna? DiCaprio will have like a nineteen year old girl. With yeah, him. of course. <laughs> yeah. What kind of what kind of interaction do you think him and Aniston are gonna have? It says on camera hug. I don't see You think they give it to him just cause or I don't see it on camera I, I, hug. I know they'll hug eventually, but there's gonna be some words exchanged at some point. Yeah, but I think that's an off camera or after party type thing. You're probably right. Alright, well, that's what we got for the Oscars. So moving on, I think we have up next is our DraftKings yes. plays of the night. A straight up DraftKings DFS right here. Go ahead and start us off. Uh so we're gonna go off and we're gonna have two picks that we like and we're gonna probably have in all of our lineups tonight. And then we're also going to throw in a value play, which means the value play is under 5K. So anyone under 5K that we think is going to go 5X or more is who our value plays will be. So I'll start it off. I mean, obviously, after the trade last night, uh, the, t- the Timberwolves have nine bodies to play. That's all they got. Towns and Wiggins is pretty much all they got. I think Towns is going to get everything he can handle tonight. I think he's going to go and at least 6X his price. I'm pretty sure he is up. For his price on DraftKings, I think he's around 10K. Yeah, he's at 10.6. So I don't think 60.6 points for Towns tonight is very out of the question. Uh, that would have him 6Xing pretty easily. And, I mean, he's going to be playing 35-plus minutes tonight. Easy. And uh, so for my second DraftKings play. Sorry, I just don't know what any of this means. Yeah, I was say, you give me looks over here like I'm talking nonsense. I'm like, should to I me, stop? it sounds like a different language. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. You gotta, you're going to have to learn, man. No, no chance. I almost just dropped a bomb. No chance. Uh, and then I also got to throw in, you know, I got to throw in a cheap guy. Uh, Jared Culver. Culver. Jared Culver. I mean, he's too cheap. He's 3.9. He's going to be playing 30 minutes probably tonight. That team is just diminished. So, I mean, I know it sucks getting two core plays from the same team, but if you want to be in any kind of scenario tonight to win money, you're going to have to have Timberwolves players on your roster, whether it's Towns and I'm playing Culver I also like Keelan Martin, Josh Akogi, 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 however you pronounce his last name, one of those two. 
He's going to be getting minutes tonight. Uh, some flyers. You got Naz Reed. Naz Reed's 3K. He's going to be put. That's going to be my value play tonight. I like Naz Reed going 5X easy. All he needs is 18 points. Or not even. He needs 15 points. He's at 3K. So Naz Reed going for 15 is not out of the question at all. He's going to be playing backup center and power forward minutes. You got to give it to him. Gotta give him. That's my value play for sure tonight. Uh, what do you got going on tonight, Hawk? Yeah, I'm, I kind of agree with you, and I kind of hate it because I'm also picking two Timberwolves. But I, I kind of threw in another player just to be a little different. Um, I'm picking Carl Anthony Towns for the exact same reasons as you. His usage is about to be insane tonight. I mean, I he could go off for sixty. He could he could break that. You never know. I mean. He's got triple-double well, written all over it. He's got something written all over him. I don't know what whether it's big in points, rebounds, or what he does, but I like him as a play. Um, I like Josh Okoji a lot, um, I think, for his value. I think he can't go wrong, but because that's two Timberwolves, I also picked the third guy. Pick Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson's been coming back from injury for the last, what, two weeks now? He's kind of yep. he's eased his way off a of minutes restriction, came out against Memphis, had a real terrible game. And he goes against Phoenix tonight. I don't think it happens again. I mean, he's still he's still too cheap to miss out on. And if he's in, he's a volume shooter. Exactly. He's a volume shooter. There's a prop on him to go for, I, I believe, 15 points or 16 points. I think he probably hits that too. Good shooting night. He went 1 for 16 last time. A lot, of people, a lot of people might be hopping off him in tournaments especially. 1 for 16 against Memphis? Yeah. yeah. See, that's he, why I don't watch the Pistons points. play anymore. Yeah. Dude. He oh went 1 God. for 16. That's, who let him go 1 in 10 and then shoot 6 more times? <laughs> They don't have anyone else. He's the point guard, man. He brings the ball up. (laughs) He he does what he wants. Let Luke Kennard shoot a three, man. Uh, He's He's hurt. hurt. Isn't he hurt, too? Yeah, but they're going to trade him, I think. I hope not, man. No, they got Bruce Brown. He's going to take over. And and what's his name? Sphee. Sphee. We're calling this guy Sphee. We call him Sphee. And we also got J-Bone. Tony Snow, J-Bone. In the G League. Yeah. Christian Wood. Christian Wood is sick. DFS darling that never gets his minutes. Yeah. Never. He is, Never he, gets he is just like Chris Bocher, and I hate it. Chris Bocher is electric, and he plays nine minutes a game. He is awesome. It doesn't make plays. sense. If he gets over 20 minutes, he almost gets a double-double guarantee. It's like Boban Marjanovic. That dude's 7-3 or whatever. He comes in, slow, gets two man. points per minute. No one lets him play any minutes. Well, yeah, because if you let him play longer minutes, dude, he's going to collapse. I mean, he comes in, though. He'll come he's in, and he'll run. Too damn big. He runs 20 <laughs> minutes easy. He could run 20 minutes a night easy. It's true. easy. It's true, but... I don't uh, know what you're feeding him, but he's too damn big. So, rush hour reference, if uh, any of y'all pick up on it. Um, but those are our picks tonight for... Uh, and those are mainly draft kings. Yeah. I really don't mess with FanDuel. FanDuel, FanDuel is... There's not a lot of variation on there. It's hard to win. All the prices on FanDuel are terrible. Yeah. You can play whoever you want on FanDuel. Go play whatever six guys you want and then throw in three scrubs and you're straight. FanDuel gives me an aneurysm every year. Yeah. Literally, (laughs) if you're not scoring 500 points on FanDuel, you're not doing very well. Um, But Uh, we're moving on to some trade news now. Uh, It's big and it's going to be, it's huge for the baseball season that's about to happen. Uh, First, we have that blockbuster trade involving Mookie Betts, David Price on the move to the Dodgers. Um, the Red Sox receive Alex Verdugo and prospect Brewstar Gratterall back from the Twins. Uh, the Twins hopped in here, got Kente Maeda. He's a uh, relief pitcher for, uh, used to be the Dodgers, now he's for the Twins. Um, and honestly, I feel like the Dodgers kind of got a steal here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, I, I think the Dodgers got a steal too. Did the Red Sox get any like cash considerations or anything? I think I, I think they, they would have had to yeah. because David yeah. Price's contract was huge. Like it's yeah, pretty and big. Just like they're giving up Mookie Betts and David Price. I mean, and I mean the main reason they made the move is because they knew they weren't going to sign him past this season. That's probably why they didn't Bets get as price. much as they should have. Bets. Bets. See, Bets I was thinking they might be a hundred million dollar man. Okay. See, I wasn't sure if there was locker room issues or what's going on with that because. It's not very often you get to uh, get to hear about an M, uh, not M, MLB MVP getting traded, and what he won it two years ago in twenty eighteen. It's him and J D Martinez, and um, they can only sign one. And they, they chose Martinez. Yeah, they so they moved on from Mookie, and it's sad. He was he really could have been a forever player in Boston. He he fit the mold so well. Can't wait to watch that first Dodgers Red Sox game and see what Mookie does. Man, and that's the thing is this is huge for the Dodgers. I mean they've already they've already been to the the World Series twice in the past what four years five years three years even maybe. Um, 
but they were already the favorites to win the AL West. They're at they're they're sitting at incredible odds right now to win the uh, the World Series. Yeah. But if anyone, I'm hopping on that, and I'm hopping on the Yankees. I'm say I'm hopping on a. I'm definitely hopping on the Dodgers. Dodgers and the Yankees are the two favorites. You got the Yankees at plus three fifty, and you got the Dodgers at plus four hundred. Four and one on the Dodgers after this blockbuster trade. If you can hop on that right now, why not do it? They're gonna I mean, come out swinging. They're gonna come out hot. It's gonna go down quick. Have the Astros odds dropped a lot? I think they're plus one thousand. Yeah, I think that's the Astros not, have dropped pretty decently. That's a that wouldn't be a bad bet to take because Let they still have that. a really good team. Because they and they have Dusty Baker as their manager. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a good manager. They're like, they're that's, a solid that's a, team. Yeah, that's not a bad bet at all. I don't think. I mean, without cameras, we'll see how good they do. So we got. Yeah, but, but to be honest, you know, like dudes like uh, what's the little short dude, Altuve. Yeah. Yeah. Altuve. You know, he like pretty much told him. What you ask? Astros and all that stuff. He did it a couple times and then was like, nah. Yeah. I don't like this. So he's up. Like so that, they still have good yeah. players. Obviously, the they could still get up. back and win. Yeah, they, and like, that stuff wasn't going on last year, and they still went to the World exactly. Series. Exactly. So there's a good chance. Yeah. Well, the, uh, so Bavada, which is what me and Hawk use for all of our gambling purposes, is list Ast- list the Astros as the third best team to win the, uh, mm-hmm. the World Series. They're at six fifty plus six fifty right now, followed by the Braves at plus twelve hundred, which is. Kind of crazy to me. I, I mean, if they're up there at the top four, I might throw a little bit of money on that sometime soon, honestly. And then you're following it up with the Twins, Nationals, Cardinals, so on and so forth from there. Um, but I really do think this trade does a lot more for the Dodgers than a lot of people want to give them credit to credit for. Uh, because, what, he's he's joining, Mookie Betts is joining uh, the outfielder. That's on the Dodgers already. Uh, well, he's joining Cody Ballinger. Yeah. No, he's not an outfielder. No, Jock Peterson got traded to the Angels. Okay, yeah, earlier. Peterson got traded. Bellinger, he's joining Bellinger, who's also won an MVP. He's correct? joining Tershaw. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's joining a team that's already made the World Series two of the past three years, and they really haven't lost much. Well, it kind of blows my mind that they're not, I mean, no offense to Noah and the Yankees, but, like, how are they not the odds-on favorite just to win the World Series right now? I mean, I get it's only a 50-cent difference, but, like, they just made they just traded for another MVP, and they're just – they're trying to rack it up. They're trying to make a run for it this year is what it seems like and try to try to finally get another one. Before the season kicks off, they might, you know, slide further ahead. Yeah, that's true. It gets a, I guess their, it's kind of fresh. Yeah. They're looking yeah, for their really first fresh. title yeah. since 1998. And um, hopefully, I mean, it's the year. I guess we'll see. Lots of hype Fresh fans have been waiting. Yeah. Like, we'll see. Ride the hype train. Hopefully um, it doesn't turn up like the Browns. Uh, we'll move on now to the other blockbuster trade we wanted to talk about, which is the big four-team trade that was in the NBA. Um, I'm just going to break it down team team by team, make it a little bit more clear. Uh, let's start with the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets, they gave away Clint Capella, they gave away Nene, they gave away their first-rounder, um, and they got back Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, and the Warriors' second-round pick. Um, really... What that says to me is they're they're really committed to just playing small ball the rest of the year. Um, it also tells me uh, I don't think they're going to match up well against a team like the Lakers, a team like the Nuggets. Uh, I think that really hurts them in those those aspects because six five PJ Tucker's not going to do it. Daniel House is not going to do it. They and if they do end up playing big, Isaiah Hartenstein, they must think he's the guy, which I don't believe he's. The guy. I don't think he's Clint Capella good by any means. He's got potential. I don't think he's got that much potential. Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree with that. Poor old P.J. Tucker, 34 years old, coming in, going to have to play 30 minutes a night at center. Going to have to play 30 minutes a night at center, and that's just going to kill him. He's going to be getting tired for sure. Like, There's no way they can run him out like that consistently for the rest of the season. Uh, I guess they think Hartenstein's, Hartenstein's the guy, like you said. I mean – I, I've seen, definitely seen the upside, but like I've also seen the downside to him, and it just isn't great. It's very down. Maybe they're going to go back to the you know the death line that the Warriors used to run, just straight up run small ball and try to run the big guys off the court. And, I mean, if they can come out and shoot 53s a game and hit 25, 30 of them and then run you know Anthony Davis, Nikolai Jokic off the floor, you know Carl Anthony Towns, any of those big guys that they don't have any matchups for right now, uh, they might – they might sneak in there and make some noise at the small with the small ball. No one likes the small ball, but the, the Rockets play super fast and they just chuck shots, so it might work out for them pretty well. Uh, especially with you know Westbrook p- picking up all the boards. Westbrook's going to be getting ten boards a game now, easy. And I just think Capella might have been. I think Capella might have wanted out of there 
and there might have been some locker room issues inside there. He might not like being, you know, the third guy. And, like, he's not getting a whole, whole lot of offensive looks. I mean, he is because they, the, they run the pick and roll really well, him and Harden. But when they come out and they're starting to run run up and down the court and they, fa- they face a fast-paced team like the Grizzlies or someone like that, and they're just running and gunning, Capella gets off the court pretty fast. And all he's really good for is when they check up a three, trying to get an offensive rebound and put it back up. Uh, he's good defensively, but I really think – he wanted out of there and that he wasn't liking being the third third option, I would say, at least the third option, maybe fourth, depending on what kind of usage the House or Macklemore or any of them got when they ran over him. I know Gordon was getting more usage than him. I just think he was just done with the scene. He he just he outgrew the Rockets, essentially. He needed new he needed a new place to yeah. to play and and that brings me to the next team that we're gonna talk about, which is the Hawks, and they ended up with Clint Capella and Nene. Um, who really, I don't think he's yeah, averaged a point all year. I, I didn't even know Nene was point. in the league still. Yeah, but Clint Capella, that, to <laughs> me, is, I really don't think he has a stat this year. No, like, Nene he has hasn't checked stats. in once this year, for yeah. sure. Like, for honestly, real. I think like, it was real. salary relief. Like, they were playing Hartenstein over him a lot. Like, he, I don't even think he was dressed for games. <laughs> like, I really didn't know this man was on their team at all. Like, I thought he had seriously retired or something by now. But, uh, Clint, That's funny. Clint Capella going to the Hawks is huge. He joins that young core of Trey Young, John Collins, Cam Reddish, got DeAndre Hunter. Kevin Herter. You got Kevin Herter. Team looks nice. I mean, they told him a couple months ago, Trey Young said, hey, I need help. They said, hold off, we'll get it to you. They got it for next to nothing. They, I think they were the winners of this trade. Hands down. They got Clint Capella on a deal that they can afford for now because they're not really paying anybody else. Um... They'll have to pay Trey Young soon, but I mean they still got they still got a couple of years on that. I mean they can ride it out, grow, see who they're going to get rid of and who they're going to keep. I think they can make a run in a couple of years. I yeah, think that's huge for them. Now uh, they need to get rid of Jabari Parker's contract. If they're not ever going to play this man. Like they make they make him waste away on the bench. They're giving all the minutes to Collins. DeAndre Hunter's playing some power forward. Like he just he's just gone now. Like surely they either get rid of him by tomorrow or they cut him or something because Capella is going to be starting at center. You got Collins at the four. Uh, I guess DeAndre Hunter is going to slide up to the three, and then you'll move Cam, Cam Reddish to the bench, coming off playing point guard on the bench with Jeff Teague or playing guard. I guess Jeff Teague's on the bench at point guard, and you'll run Teague Reddish, DeAndre Bembry still in there. I'm pretty sure somewhere. Yeah. There's just not a whole lot of depth to that team. But they got some. They got a solid starting five. That's for sure. If they can come out and get a an annular, uh, ancillary piece, like this, like a sixth man or a seventh man, you know, Jeff Teague's good and all, but like, he's not anyone I want to count off on the bench to come off the bench and put up some points. He's not really. I just don't like Jeff Teague's game a whole lot personally. <laughs> I don't think he's that great of a ball player. I'm kind of glad he's out of Timberwolves now. They're. I mean, they're also the twenty eighth. Uh, best team in terms of defensive efficiency, Clint Capella is going to help them a lot right there. They needed a true center. They needed to quit relying on Alex Lynn. Very true. Very Uh, true. Finally, they can do that. Uh, I think Trey Young is going to be a little happier now. I think John Collins will be happier. I think they'll look good. How long is uh, Capella still out for? He's still out, right? I don't know. They said he was out yesterday. Um that was for I thought that was for trade implications. I thought I think he'll be good to go soon. He'll, so you think they were just holding him out? Yeah, probably, but I'm not sure. It's an um, assumption. Uh, next, we're going to move on to the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves are in a tricky spot because they, the way you look at it, hey, they traded Robert Covington, they didn't get anything back. Well, they got enough for or they got Malik Beasley, they got Juancho, Hernan Gomez, Jared Vanderbilt, and Evan Turner. Three of those guys are on expiring contracts. What that tells me is that they are about to be shipped out. They're about to. They also received uh, an asset so that they could trade it to the Warriors uh, for D'Angelo Russell, which that's I, what I keep hearing. Too. I would absolutely love if the Warriors just stiffed them. I would love to see the turmoil that happened if the Warriors just said, "No, we're good." Just left the Timberwolves with who would they have at that point? Malik Beasley, Carl Anthony Towns, no, Andrew Wiggins, no and. Six other players. Seven <laughs> they're running players. out. They're running out a G League team right now with Wiggins and Towns putting up thirty shots a game. They, is what it seems like Carl Anthony Towns hasn't won a game since what November, because he was out for a month. I guess and that's a half. true. I guess he hasn't won in a while. Yeah, because he what his knee injury, right? Yeah, uh, he has not been in a game where they have won since November. This streak could continue. Yeah, 
They're, uh, it could it could end tonight when they play uh, the Hawks, but it could very well just keep going. I don't know about that one, but um, it seems like the Timberwolves organization as a whole has just had issues ever since they got Wiggins. They're just looking for that one piece, and, and they, they can't think, find it. They think D'Angelo Russell's that piece. It's definitely not Andrew Wiggins. I don't know what the Warriors see in Wiggins, but hey, we'll Wiggins, see. Curry, and Clay Thompson could be nice next year. Yeah, but so could D'Angelo Russell, Stephen Curry, and Clay Thompson. They're gonna be small. That's okay. You gotta take D'Lo off the, the off the bench. I mean, if I'm not getting Carl Anthony Towns for D'Lo, I don't want it. Wow. Really? I mean, if I was the Warriors, I'd look at him. If I'm the Warriors, I'm trading assets to the Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns because I okay. think he would be huge for them. Okay, I like this talk. Let's, so, so yeah. what? You think they should trade like? Let's just ship out Draymond Green. So let's say they trade Draymond Green. Who, who wants Draymond? Hold on, listen. Hear me out here. Let's say they trade Draymond Green. Maybe like Glenn Robinson and their first next year. They would have to trade. So, and, and, you think so? They two would have to. D'Angelo Russell would have to go. It'd have to be for Carl Anthony Towns. They'd have to throw in. I don't think they would do pick. it. I think they'd. Ha- I think if they Probably wanted to get talent, they'd have to get rid of. They would keep try to at all possible keep Russell and get rid of Green and like maybe Eric Pascal, Pascal, Pascal. How do you say his name? They're not getting Towns if they're not giving up Russell. Pascal, I think. Yeah. Pascal, yes. Bottom line is Towns probably isn't going to end up on the Warriors, but it's fun to think about. It, it it's fun, but it also hurts it's because true. you know they're going to be so good when everyone's back, and they're all also going to have. A first round pick. And do you really want to see Carl oh, no. on the Warriors? Not at all. Really? They'll have a top eight pick. Do you yeah. really want that? Not no at all. No one wants that. I mean, Carl. I see Carl Anthony Towns if he joined the Warriors. The same as like you know, Demarcus Cousins joined him. Like I honestly like every time I see Demarcus Cousins on the Lakers bench, I almost forget he's even on that team. That's fair. So like they would they they they're gonna be. I mean, if they got him, they would be crazy. He's just that guy at the end of the bench in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just, just like, pops up on the camera, and I'm like, dude, Cousins is still on their team. I totally forgot. Is Wait, he ever coming back? On the, the I Lakers. Don't I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't. Look they don't need him. What's he injured with now? <laughs> Isn't it's it his, Achilles? I think it's his other knee. I, I don't even know, man. Knee. I forgot. I yeah, back from court, is he gonna be able to walk? I don't know, but. Let's keep it moving. Um, we got the Nuggets, the last team in this trade, who absolutely finessed. I don't know. They got Malik Be or no, they got rid of Malik Beasley, Beasley, and they got Shabazz Napier out of it. Malik Beasley is a guy who was really good last year. Really hasn't seen the court a whole lot this year, and this is a team that's had injury trouble all year. Shabazz Napier is a guy who's going to give great minutes. He's going to give some scoring. He got his first triple double a couple weeks ago. He's got the ability to be a playmaker. Um, he's going to be a solid rotational player. Um, but really, the icing on the cake was they got a first-round pick over guys who aren't even seeing the court that much. And that's kind of ridiculous. I know it's a late going to be a late first-round pick, but that is awesome for them. I think they definitely just fleeced this trade, came out of nowhere, gave up a few pieces they don't use, got some good things in return. Yeah. I agree with that. The, the Nuggets just seem kind of as like a filler team. They needed they needed to find another team to be in this trade and make it work money wise and everything else, and they found them. The Nuggets were it. Did you, uh, did you already mention they got Gerald Green too? Oh yeah, yeah they got Gerald Green. Yeah, they got Gerald Green and Noah Vonley. Like <laughs> like they finessed this yeah. trade. I would and say Bates Diop, who yeah, was very who's very young, good defensively. Very young, he shows flashes of good af- athleticism. They really finessed. I just don't know what they're gonna do with these guys, like. Noah Vonley, he's a forward. They already have MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. They have Plumley. They have Jeremy Grant. They have a lot of injuries. Now they have Vonley. I mean, yeah. So, like, tonight, all those guys might be out. You know, Vonley can't be used. So, what, Joker's going to run 40 minutes probably by himself because uh, they've traded their backup center. Like, or their backup backup center, and then their backup is hurt. Well, then if that's the case, then this... Trade... No, it works. But, like, so what happens when... MPJ comes back, Plumley comes back, Jeremy Grant comes back because they're all only on like week to week, not even that. Like they, they're like day to day. Plumley's out for a while. I'm saying you get, you can play small ball and put these dudes in. Shabazz is going to get minutes regularly. Every Shabazz, Shabazz is going to take the backup point guard role and take and, and they're going to fade out Monty Morris, or he might just go to the shooting guard and they because Malik Beasley's gone now. That mm-hmm. team, I want that team will be interesting to see how their rotations are going to be when they're healthy because I personally think they have too many big men now because they're going to have. They'll have five, so I think Vonley's the odd guy out. Vonley just got traded for no reason almost. Bates Diop might find his way into a small forward role and play some defense, you know, 10 minutes a night, something like that. 
even if the case is that Noah Vonley doesn't really play, it just gives them assets to deal with. That's true. It's very so, true. like, they really won this trade. That's true. I agree with that. Plus, you know, late for, late first-round pick in the NBA could be a, a stud, honestly. Like, Jimmy Butler got picked in the second round. Freaking Isaiah Thomas got picked in the second round. He, Isaiah Thomas is the last guy picked, and, I mean, I guess he's not doing great right now, but he's still, you know, you can find your value in the late-round picks. Well, I mean, this – this might not even be that late of a first-round pick. It could be 22. Who'd they get it from? The Rockets? The Rockets it, aren't really doing big. It could be 22 right there at the end. Depends Which is pretty solid. The first round. Yeah, if they, if they had an inside, you know, around 18 to 22, that'd be crazy. But what if the so Rockets go on a run this year? Well, yeah, they could. But also, right now, it doesn't look like it. And they already the Nuggets already still have their first-round pick. So maybe they're just going to trade one of those two or yeah, both this, of them for someone else. This is assets. They also have Paul Millsap, too. I forgot about Paul yeah, Millsap. Like they still have, like, 20 hours yeah. left in the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. this will be really interesting to see how the next 20, 20 hours rundown yeah. works out. Because Kelly Uber. Kelly Oubre is also on the trade block yeah, right so now. Really? Yeah, yeah, we can see where he goes next. Because they want to play Michael Bridges. Yeah. I don't they think... also want Luke Kennard. To... <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't want Kelly Oubre? No. What? He's a beast. Dude, Luke Kennard is literally the only person on our team who can shoot a three consistently. The only person. I won't argue that. Like, it's just <laughs> At the all. truth. There's Langston only... Galloway. No, he is streaky. Yes, <laughs> no. Know. Yeah, I know, like, I know. It's just, I'm just giving you a hard we time. We haven't had a consistent three-point shooter in such a long time. Like, the last consistent three-point shooter we had, we traded to the uh, to the Lakers in KCP, and he wasn't even great. He was not great at all. But he was better for us than he was for the Lakers, no doubt. He yeah, got bullied he, into playing well now. Yeah, for real. They, That's what the Lakers fans can do compared to what Pistons fans can do. Yeah. We're just grateful for anything. <laughs> right. Well, he was also the dude there when, during y'all's rough times. Dude, he was never the dude. But he was supposed like, he was technically the dude, but not. Is like, anyone the dude who's not like seven foot the only, big man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Andre um, Drummond's the only one who's been the dude. Reggie enough. Jackson was the dude for a minute, and that just kills my soul. Whatever. I don't want to talk to the <laughs> all day. All right. Let's move on to our last segment, which is our bets of the night, the ones that we are playing. Um, you know, we've given some good ideas tonight, but the ones I'm really high on tonight, uh, like I mentioned, that Villanova money line plus 120, I took that all day. I, I love that pick. I, th- I think Villanova's going to bounce back. Took the over. Even if Villanova loses, they're scoring some points tonight. I mean, that 131 is 71 to 61, you know? Yeah. And I think the score's probably going to be at least 75 to probably about 65, somewhere in there. I, th- I think they both get over that 70 and 60 mark. The top 25 matchup doesn't scare you? No, the I don't know. Uh, I the think, defensive clash? No, because I don't know. I think these teams are a little bit... Better at shooting than some of the other teams that you see every night, night in and night out. I don't know. Fair enough. And then the Nuggets plus nine. Uh, I know they're away. They're against Utah. I know last time they won by six at home. Donovan Mitchell sucked. Uh, I played him that night. He is my kryptonite. Um, I don't see the Nuggets losing by nine. I, I know they got a short bench tonight. Uh, Jokic isn't going to let that happen. He played bully ball against Rudy all last time. I think it could happen again. He could play 40 minutes tonight. He could go off. But they don't lose by nine. All right, I like it. You got any more? All right, uh, yeah, so my three picks tonight, I think I've already said one of them. I don't really remember. I mean, I I got the Suns at three and a half. That's – sorry, no, that is my favorite pick of the night. I think it is just a lock. Like, there's no way – the Pistons keep it within five. Yeah, we suck. Like, I'm There's just no way. I mean, you maybe maybe the home, you know, if they have a home court advantage, like do fans go to those games? Like, I don't know. I don't even know if anyone watches Pistons games in person anymore. So, I got the signs at Yo, minus three and a half. Chill. <laughs> I'm just don't saying. Don't come at my neck like I'm just this, saying, man. I'm sitting right here. I'm just saying. I can reach across this table right now. <laughs> Like, we don't have a video camera. I am yeah. just saying. Yeah, you, you'll hear it, bro. Hey, we can't have biasism. Biasism. I can. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right, moving on. I got the Grizzlies at plus five again. Like I said, like they're one of the hotter teams in the NBA that are underrated by a lot right now. And I just think they're going to come out. And, they're going to. They may not win outright, but they're going to at least cover the five for the Mavericks, and that's going to be a very close game all night long. The Mavericks don't give up a lot of points, but I think the Grizzlies are really going to be pushing that pace a lot tonight, and they're going to make them play Grizzlies balls and Grizzlies ball instead of Mavericks ball. Uh, and then my final pick of the night, I'm going to the Nova game, just like Hawk. Uh, I like them at plus two and a half. I just really think they're going to come in there and they're going to pull off the upset in Butler, uh, Indianapolis. That's where Butler's at, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's so. It's in Indiana. I, say, I think it's in Indianapolis. 
Uh, I really think they're going to roll in there, and they're going to. I think they're going to cover pretty easily. I don't think it's going to be a very close game. I think they're going to win by ten more, ten or more points. Um, that's about all I got for the night tonight. Uh, we're going into our, the end of the show now. Uh, I want to end end on this with you guys. This is the last thing I'll say tonight. Yeah, it's an, uh, it's a, it is in Indianapolis. It is in Indianapolis. Okay, and, uh, cool. Are you about to give your yeah? Classic? So I'm yeah. So Caleb, uh, in our friend group, he's well known to have disgustingly terribly hot takes um and when i say that take that in full stride because they are disgusting and they're very hot and he's i don't usually gamble but usually when he comes to me with some stupid shit i take his money every time and it's beautiful i love it no they uh they never let me live down the i took oklahoma over alabama Oh god! No. Two years ago was that? It was with ahead? Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Dude, I got paid. All Oklahoma that. lost by eleven. Yeah, I actually let you off. You did let me off for my owed birthday. So many people money. You let me off for my birthday. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Terribly what's your, what's your disgusting. All right. So my terribly <laughs> disgusting hot take tonight is, I was gonna beat Purdue on the road tonight. Purdue is known as a very very good home team. They're ten and three at home this year, and I was three and seven on the road. Iowa is known as a very awful road team. I think Iowa rolls into Purdue tonight and takes one away from them pretty easily. I think they come out, they keep their top 25. They're trying to build up. They're trying to make it a run up in the rankings to get ready for the tournament. They can't afford a loss tonight against Purdue. Especially, I mean, I get it's a, a home game for Purdue, and if they lost there, it'd be technically considered a good loss for the RPI. But I just think Iowa really needs this one. They're going to come in there and, and they're going to prove everyone, everyone wrong about this Purdue like home court advantage that they got going on. And they're going to come in there and shut everyone up and win the game outright. That's my hot take of tonight. And uh, I don't have a hot take. I'm more rational than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why we work together. Thank you all for tuning in to our first episode of the Take Your Picks podcast. This podcast has been produced and distributed by Questionable Media. There will be many more Take Your Picks podcasts to come. Um, if you haven't already, please tune into the Tighten Up podcast as well as many other podcasts that will be on their way from Questionable Media. We appreciate all of your support and anyone listening. Truly, we are very grateful. I know these guys are very grateful for this opportunity. And um, I'm grateful to have them on board, truly. Um, if you boys don't have anything else to say, find us on Take Your Picks on Twitter. Yes, sir. I was about to say the same thing. If you got Twitter, whatever, whatever you can, can when you listen to this, tell your friends, tell everybody you know. Help us out here and get us some followers. Take Your Picks. It's at Take Your Picks on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and give Questionable Media a follow too. It's uh, at at Questionable Mead. Questionable M E D. At Questionable Mead. All right, guys. That was too long. Okay, yeah, I tried. Fair enough. It's okay. All right, guys. We're gonna. Thanks, guys. Good. Bye.